Australia's biggest insurance companies have been told to lift their game on the handling and assessment of claims. The corporate watchdog's please explain to insurers comes as consumers face surging premiums from extreme weather events. We're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, what sort of pressure does this put on insurance companies to do a better job, perhaps, in paying out claims? Well, good morning, Tom. This certainly is a very big shot across the bows uh, to insurance companies. But, of course, insurance companies are in the business of managing risk, and that task is getting a lot harder with more weather events and the reality that climate change is complicating an already stressed business model. Now, the corporate regulator ASIC has surveyed six major companies including Suncorp, which owns AAMI, as well as other companies such as Allianz, IAG, Budget Direct. And over three months between January and March last year, ASIC found major weaknesses in communication, management, handling of claims, and also identifying how insurance companies can better help vulnerable consumers. Now, ASICs acknowledge the extreme pressure insurers are under, especially during the disasters that we've had recently, but they're telling insurers they have to start dealing with the new normal of weather events. So a big shot across the bows of the Insurance Council of Australia, which represents uh, the big insurers in the industry, is undertaking an independent review which will recommend how insurers uh, can lift their game and do a better job in working with people putting claims in. Okay, to another story you're covering, Peter. For much of the past decade, online shopping giants, so Amazon, for example, they've been threatening the future of bricks and mortar department stores. But a survey out today says cost of living pressures, they're forcing consumers back to traditional retailers. That's interesting. What's happening there? Yeah, Tom, this is a really interesting one. Uh, Research commissioned by Amazon Australia shows consumers are really dictating the move back a bit more towards the middle road of shopping. 85% of the 1,500 consumers uh, surveyed by Amazon are worried about inflation. So they're shopping around and two-thirds are saying, they're comparing in-store and online and vice versa to get the best deal. Now, we know online shopping became part of life during the pandemic lockdowns, but Amazon says there's now, we're getting towards a blurred line between bricks and mortar shopping and online experiences known in the business as omni-channel retail, where shoppers move between bricks and clicks and online. It's not exactly a true suspicion especially as the economy slows and consumers get increasingly savvy. But Amazon Australia's country manager, Janet Menzies, told me it's also because traditional retailers have been forced by competition to lift their game if they want to survive. Well, for us, the research was really an opportunity to better understand what's happening with households, especially coming out of the pandemic and conscious of the cost of living pressures. And I think what was so interesting to us was how customers have really responded and changed their shopping habits over the last decade. You know, it used to be that most of their shopping might have happened in brick and mortars. Now, online shopping and brick and mortar shopping happen in really a seamless way. There have been concerns over the last few years that the rise of retail giants like Amazon might put traditional department stores out of business, but do you think we're at the point now where they can equally coexist? What those players are understanding, though, is customers also expect to do some of their shopping online. At the end of the day, what customers are looking for is the right selection, 
great competitive pricing. And of course, I'm looking for good customer experiences. And that sometimes might be online or they might be offline and then want to do a bit of more research online, you know, reviews being extremely important. So I think what this research confirms is just how important it is in a fiercely competitive sector that customers be presented with lots of different options. And that, you know, if you're a brick and mortar retailer to continue to thrive, you need to have a strong offering. Clearly, the pandemic was a difficult and a negative period, but it did change the way that consumers think, but also the way businesses market and present themselves. Is that the big change we're seeing now? Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, there's one of the uh, businesses really started out as a brick and mortar hair products company. So if you kind of look at SS Hair, you know, they started selling certainly online 20 years ago, but they really were fundamentally an offline retailer. And so when the lockdowns forced, for example, their salons to shut the doors, they still could encourage their customers to continue supporting them through online sales. And I think that there was an expectation, perhaps, that when those conditions changed, the customers would go back to just coming to the salons. But now, with the cost of living challenges, clients are really kind of, they might not come to the salon every month, but they can shop online with them and still continue to stay connected to them. I remember 20 or so years ago when e-commerce was the buzzword when people started trading or businesses started trading online, but we simply don't hear that term e-commerce anymore. Are we at the (laughs) point now where omni-channel has taken over or it's just business as usual, the way that people want to shop? No, I agree with you. I think you've got it exactly right. I think omni-channel is the way of the world. You know, customers can't even, in a way, distinguish. You know, they'll shop however they want. One day it'll be online, the next it'll be offline. And I think what leading retailers are doing is they're figuring out a way to complement, having complementary offering. You know, that's where you meet the customer. And given the higher cost of living and people are having to put more money aside to pay their mortgages, what are you seeing in terms of consumer stress? Is the consumer buying less or moving away from discretionary goods? I think that customers are still always looking for a bargain and, and are you know are committed to still finding those moments, might be the small treats in life that they continue even when times are tough. And so what sort of things are people buying online today that they mightn't have been buying online, you know, five or seven years ago? Well, listen, I think that it's fair to say that seven years ago, the online space was just like the offering was just not very good right? I think if we cast our minds back, you know, we didn't have an expectation that mainstream retailer would have an excellent online offering. You know, there really wasn't much at all. This is 15 years ago. And now all retailers have good online brands. So I think if if you're going back in the longer horizon, you couldn't buy that much online and you certainly couldn't rely on receiving it in next day delivery. So I think the quality of the online offering has really been transformed. And I do think part of that was because people thought that Amazon would arrive. They started upping their game, really increasing the competitive of the offer. Amazon Australia Country Manager Janet Menzies and Peter Ryan still with us. Peter, just while we've got you there, some more troubling economic news coming out of China and now interesting development. Authorities have stopped publishing youth unemployment data. What's that telling us? Well, this is really interesting and I'd have to say we always are fairly sceptical about official data coming out of China, but uh, when they stop publishing youth unemployment, that is uh, concerning about the health of China's economy. Uh, youth unemployment in China has been running at uh, 21%, which is seen as being pretty conservative. So why are they not publishing this data? And this comes as uh, China or Beijing, the People's Bank of China, cut interest rates for the second time in a few weeks uh, yesterday and also pumped about the equivalent of 50 billion Australian dollars into the economy. So big concerns about consumers not spending and big worries, increasing worries about the health of the property sector. Peter, thanks as always for joining us. Peter Ryan there, the ABC Senior Business Correspondent.